0: Hello, team, and welcome to Bureaucracy. I am your host, Emily Gross, and I am so excited today. I know I saw every podcast like this, but I'm actually so super excited today because I have the lovely Kim Mutcherson with me, who is a legal expert extraordinaire. And I am so excited to have her, and we're going to talk all things about. What the fuck is going on with the right to abortion and access and all that stuff? (laughs) So, Kim, why don't you introduce yourself?
1: Sure. Um, My name is Kim Mutcherson. I am the co-dean and a professor of law at Rutgers Law School in Camden, New Jersey. So if you don't really know Jersey geography, I am a Philly person, not a (laughs) New York person. Um, And I'm excited to be here. Thank you so much for inviting me.
0: My God, thrilled to have you. I was like,
1: oh person with all these cool credentials
0: and knows so much. <laughs> I was thrilled. I was like, anyways, I was like, even if we were on the podcast, we we're like, let's get a drink because I want to pick your brain. <laughs> <Love> <laughs> Speaking it. of, I today am drinking a very cool beard from Talia Beer Co. It's uh, based in Brooklyn. It's woman owned, super awesome. And also only a woman owned brewery would have a beer this pretty.
1: I'm just pointing that. Yeah, out there. it is it is very lovely. Actually. Yeah, for people
0: who can't see it's like all mid modern century with oranges, purples, pur- like <laughs> reds. All right. Let's see. Yeah, that's fucking delicious. Right. Yeah, nice. Yeah. yeah, that's really good. Glad yeah, to hear highly it. recommend. And Kim, <laughs> what are you drinking today?
1: Um, so I'm not a beer person. Um, So I am drinking um, a Sauvignon Blanc um, from Bread and Butter, which is one of my favorite lines of wines right now.
0: Sounds delicious. And this is the perfect topic to start drinking
1: because it (laughs) it to power through. All right. It has been a week. It has definitely been a week.
0: So let's start with, obviously there was a leak Mm -hmm. from the Supreme Court, which is something that's fucking unheard of. Yep. Like, absolutely unheard of. Leak from Supreme Court regarding the ultimate decision in uh, Dobbs versus Jackson. Yeah, Dobbs versus Jackson, Women's Health, which uh, would overturn Roe v. Wade and therefore millions of women in the country access to abortion. Yep. Let's talk about this leak. What was in it? Like, and first of all, it is important to recognize that this is a draft, it is not the Mm -hmm. final decision. So, women in these states can still get abortion. It's still not Roe v. Wade. It's still not overturned, like that type of stuff. However, it is very, very poignant and showing of what the court will ultimately side with in the next couple of weeks.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And thank you so much for saying that this is a draft opinion, that it has not been released yet. Yeah. Um, and so if you, you know if you have an appointment to, to, to have an abortion, you go to your appointment. Um, yes. It is still legal wherever you are. Um, So, yes, it's incredibly unusual for an opinion, a draft Supreme Court opinion, to be leaked in this way. Um, There's been all sorts of wild speculation about who leaked it um, and why, um, which I'm not especially interested in engaging in because none of us know, and so therefore we don't know what their motivation was. Um, But the opinion does basically what a lot of us who do this work were Um, expecting it to do. And I'll say, if you had asked me, you know, even a year ago, when when we knew that Dobbs was going up to the Supreme Court, um, if the court was going to overrule Roe, I would have said, no, I don't think so. I think they'll continue to chip away at it, um, but they won't do anything that drastic. Um, and then when um, SB8 happened in Texas and the court refused to halt the law, right. um, even though it was a blatant violation of Roe v. Wade and the court's uh, jurisprudence, that's the moment where I thought, oh, that's that's how we're going to do this. You're
0: like, that's not good. Yeah, <laughs> that, that was a, a very,
1: sign. very bad sign. Yeah. Um, and so I was expecting that they were going to overrule Roe and that's exactly what they've done. What I should explain though is that they actually over, are overruling two cases, and right. Justice Alito says this very specifically that they're both overruling Roe and overruling Casey. Mm-hmm. Um, just a little bit of uh, history here for folks. Please, um, lay it on. So us. you know, <laughs> all right, all right, I got it. Um, so you know, Roe v. Wade was decided in um, 1973. The court there was a seven-two decision. Um, which is, you know, in the last several years, abortion decisions have been 5-4, five, 5-4, four, five, four, right? right. just a, a cage match there. But Roe said that, you know, that we, there's a fundamental right to abortion that can be found in the Constitution, not explicitly, obviously, but that can be found in the Constitution. And they said that states also have an interest in potential life, so there has to be some give there in terms of states being able to regulate. So in Roe, they said, um, in the first trimester, states can't regulate at all. In the second trimester, they can regulate, but only to protect the health of the pregnant woman or pregnant person. And then in the third trimester, they can go as far as to even ban abortion. But there has to be an exception for the life or health of the pregnant woman. Right. Um, And Roe was problematic Mm -hmm. in a whole bunch of different ways, if you've read the opinion. But, you know, fundamental right to abortion, trimester framework. In 1992... They issued a decision in Planned Parenthood versus Casey, Mm -hmm. um, which was a case that came up from um, Pennsylvania, right across the the river from me. And in that case, they said, you know what, we went a little too far in Roe, so we're not going to overrule Roe, but we're going to roll it back a little bit. So they completely threw away the trimester framework. They said, this doesn't work for us. They said that we, you know, in the interim between Roe and Casey, that we just haven't been giving enough credence to this idea that states have an interest in potential life. So we want to be really clear here that states have an interest in fetal life, basically from throughout a pregnancy. So from the moment a pregnancy starts until um, a person gives birth. And, And they said, the standard that we're going to use now is going to be a viability standard. So... The, the dividing line in terms of regulation will be, is it a pre-viability regulation or is that a post-viability regulation? Right. Um, and of course, viability is not an exact science right? We have some, you know, around 24, or 25 weeks. So that's where we were. And then they created this standard called the Undue Burden Standard, which basically said, you know, if you pass a law and it creates an undue burden, right, places an undue burden on women who are trying to access abortions, then we're going to say that that's unconstitutional. So it was, they said, we're saving Roe, but they did so in a way that allowed all kinds of legislation to come out. So that's where we got our 24-hour waiting periods. Um, we got yeah. our... Yeah. biased informed consent requirements. You have to look um, at the
0: ultrasound, like all. Right, all yep. of it.
1: And then, you know, we got all the cases, all the laws about that ab- abortion clinics had to follow the same rules as ambulatory surgical centers, right? Just the, the Just whole nine. I mean, yeah. there's a level at which... One might be impressed by the creativity of some of these. No, I votes. mean, like,
0: I'm surprised there's not a law saying you have to build IKEA furniture right. or like sous vide <laughs> exactly. something and then maybe you can consider an abortion. You know, it's right, exactly. They did as much as they could in their power everything to make everything that it they could as difficult as possible. But, like, exactly. still in the law, which is, but right, yeah, emphasis on quotations, right? Yep,
1: exactly. <laughs> um, yeah, and so you know, that's where we've been post Casey with all of these different laws that have been passed. Um, and then the court again took up the issue of abortion not so long ago, um, and again said Roe versus Wade is good law. Um, you know, it's not it's not going anywhere. This was just a few years ago. Oh, really? Um, and when the Mississippi case, when the court granted cert, which means that they said that they were willing to hear this case and hear this challenge. Um, Mississippi originally said, we're not asking you to overrule Roe versus Wade, right? The, the only question that we need you to decide is whether a 15-week abortion ban is unconstitutional. Right.
0: Under the um, viability?
1: Under right. the viability, right? Okay. Because obviously 15 weeks is not viability. And so if right. they were going to stick to their guns, they would say, you know, this is unconstitutional. Um the fact that they took the case was a clear reflection that <laughs> they yeah. were not intending um <laughs> to, to protect abortion rights. But um but you know what Mississippi did was once Justice Barrett got confirmed and appointed yeah. to the court, they changed their position. And they I said, so. oh now we'd really like you to look at overruling Roe versus Wade because at that point they knew yeah. they completely had the votes. Yep. Um so might as well, you know, go go whole hog Sneaky at this point. And so that's where we are. St- yeah, exactly. Exactly. Awesome. And So you know, when people sort of talk about, you know, well, the Supreme Court isn't political, the justices aren't political. Bullshit. Um, <laughs> yes. Thank you. Yeah. You said it, not yeah. me, but it's just it's extraordinary to see how how this issue has wound its way through the courts, and um, how this particular case has wound right. its way through the courts, um, and now this leak, which is, you know, completely bonkers, wild. Um, so we are in we are in some wild, wild territory right yeah. now.
0: The court is so dysfunctional; it is like our so new reality TV show.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, once mm-hmm.
0: again, American politics would be great reality TV. It was not actually American politics. Yes, exactly. You know? Like, would be great <laughs> if it was not actually controlling our lives.
1: Yeah. If it had no impact on how we got to live, yep. it would be super Su- funny, super yes.
0: entertaining to watch.
1: Yep. However,
0: um, <laughs> so one thing that really stood out to me because I read approximately the first fifteen pages of the uh, opinion of the draft mm-hmm. before, and then I got overwhelmed. Yes. But, what I found really interesting was Alito saying, he's like, it's not in the Constitution, and we have to follow exactly what's in the Constitution. And it's right. like, I'm sorry. The Constitution was written by like, a bunch of like, tween-age like, tween white men like, who like, didn't even consider like women or like, any person of color. You think they're yep. going to be talking about fucking abortions? Like, right. I'm sorry. Right. Their balls just dropped. Like, they probably <laughs> don't even know.
1: <laughs> you know? And Absolutely.
0: It was just one of, Absolutely. Those, one of those statements that was just felt so dystopian in a way, you mm-hmm. know? And mm-hmm. especially because it would then repeal like same sex, like legalization, marriage, you know, stuff like longs like that, that people are now so concerned about because if they're going, if some of the statements that go within the, the draft come true in reality, it repeals all the whole concept of we have to adapt the constitution to yep. modern world and modern life.
1: Yeah, I mean, so so a lot a lot of what is going on here is a contest um, between um, different visions of how the Constitution should be interpreted. Right. Um, So on one side is folks who say, you know, original intent, textualism. You know, if it's on if it's on the page, then that's that's something that we can do. And if it's not there, then court should not be reading in rights that don't exist. Um, um although there's of course you know um, a whole amendment that says any right that isn't articulated here is left to the state so right. the idea that there are no rights to be created um, beyond what's in the Constitution doesn't make any sense but I digress yeah <laughs> um, so one side is you know originalism uh, textualism and on the other side are folks you know like me um who say the Constitution should be a living document right okay. um you know the idea that we would, as as you said, that we would sort of you know find ourselves mired in and stuck in the the thinking of people who, for instance, were okay with the concept of owning other people, um, maybe aren't the best example. <laughs> that we should think about food rights. for thought. Yeah, yeah. You know, just take some time with it. Yeah. Um, Oops, sorry. so, you know, so there, that's the sort of competition. And if you're somebody who, you know, reads Supreme court opinions, then, you know, you would know that this is, this has been a battle that's been going on in this court for many, many years. Right. Um, and this is the first time on the, in, in the abortion context that there have been enough votes on the court for that to actually succeed. Right. Um, and so, you know, there's a lot of talk, um, in justice Alito's opinion about, you know, raw exercises of judicial power. And he's so concerned about that. He says that that's what Roe was and that's what Casey was. And yet, you know, you look at this case, which only got to the court, not because there were, you know, a bunch of lower court opinions that were disagreeing with each other, not because people didn't understand Casey or Roe, um, but because there were enough votes to actually overturn Roe versus Wade. So if you want to talk about raw political power... This is this is it's so you know, fucking Number one, yeah, especially
0: yeah. when they're all like president, 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 and then it's like, right? Sorry, president, Except, don't know her. You know,
1: right? Exactly. <laughs> exactly.
0: Oh my God. It's so yes. ridiculous. Yeah. So let's talk about some of, like the more restrictive laws that are out there now. Because um, mm-hmm. there's the one with Texas SB8, which yep. then just banned abortion after six weeks, and then also then just pitted people against each other because, when in doubt, just purge it. Um, yeah, I I don't get it. I, it's like one of those things. I was like, we're living in a dystopian novel, and it's not fun. Yeah. Um,
1: yeah.
0: And then there's of course the Mississippi one, which I just mm-hmm. learned from you that it changed when they realized that they could overturn Roe v. Wade. You know, mm-hmm. I just saw Oklahoma in the news recently. Yep. What are some of these laws, and what's going to happen when slash if? Hopefully, if, but most mm-hmm. likely when Roe v. Wade yeah. is overturned and Casey. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so I'm, I mean, I'm in the when, not the if yeah. camp um, at this Sad. point. Um, and I'm gonna because in that way, yeah, that no, way it's... if they don't overrule it, we get to be happy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so you'll, we'll see. Um, and when, when they yeah, overrule so we... it,
0: we get a drink for them. So. Right, exactly.
1: <laughs> right. We knew it was coming and mm-hmm. we're ready for it. We have plenty of alcohol in the house. Right. Um, so there's this sort of Texas style, you know, what people have been calling bounty hunter laws, yeah. which, you know, what, when Western you have to call be... something a bounty hunter law... Uh, that's a pretty scary thing. <laughs> it's um, and it's a six-week ban, right? right? Which basically means so early in pregnancy that lots of folks won't even know that they're pregnant um, at that point. So that's pretty wild. Um, and then Oklahoma, of course, jumping on that, um, that bandwagon. Um, and then we have other jurisdictions that are thinking about things like, well, how do we, um, you know, once we can make abortion illegal in our jurisdiction, how do we punish people who leave the state to have abortions and then come back, which is also incredibly wild. The other thing that I expect that we're going to see are laws that expand the definition of abortion. Right. So n- normally we would think, you know, a medication abortion or a surgical abortion, that's right. that's what, a, what an abortion is, right? A pregnancy has taken hold um and it is terminated. Yeah. Um but there certainly are people on the right and more conservative folks and maybe some religious folks who think anything that keeps a fertilized egg from implanting in the uterus is an abortion. So your IUD yeah, suddenly talk about becomes your plan a B now. tool for abortion. Plan B, right? Um, suddenly becomes an abortion, not a way to prevent pregnancy. Right. Um, so that's a wave of legislation that I am anticipating um, that we are going to see. Um, and the other thing that I think we are going to see, and I'm not, you know, I'm not just like pulling these things out of air. No. Right? State yeah, legislators are awkward. already talking about um, these kinds of laws. Um, so the other thing that we are 100% going to see um, are more laws that criminalize self-managed abortion. So right. for a very, very long time, the you know anti-choice folks sort of took this position of we don't want to punish women for getting abortions because you know women are just um, victims of the abortion industry and you know we should feel yeah. sorry for them and so we don't want to punish them. But one of the shifts that we already see happening and we saw it in texas right? right where we had a woman who was arrested no legal basis whatsoever right but a woman who was arrested for a miscarriage essentially so that's it's the thing that we can insane. expect to see as well yeah uh, it's, it's got it's going to be a very very wild ride
0: that to say is the least. so fucking horrifying upsetting and if yep. unfortunately this becomes the case i encourage everyone to go give birth on your elected representatives lawn yeah <laughs> <laughs> give birth make it messy leave the baby like yep, and go right,
1: ahead. right, exactly. You know? I mean, that's you know, that's another piece of the opinion, um, and this actually came up in the uh, in the oral argument of Dobbs as well. Um, you know, the idea that being pregnant and having being forced to carry a pregnancy to term isn't really such a big deal because you know we have safe haven laws, and so if you have a baby and you don't want to keep the baby, you can just drop the baby off at a firehouse. And then just go about your business. So, what are you so worried about not having access to abortion for? Right? I mean, that was That's a genuine absurd. question that was asked by Justice Barrett um, at the at the um, yep. oral argument, so and then Justice like, Alito repeated it.
0: Yeah, doesn't believe in birth control, which is why she has like twenty
1: thousand kids. Yeah, you know. Yeah, which is you know what? Totally your no business. Totally her right. What you want? Um, yeah, you know. But um, um, but the idea that you would make those decisions for, for someone, someone else—that's else, um, that's where you're crossing a lot of uh, lines that you should not be crossing. Yeah, frankly.
0: So let's all talk about that because there is such a high correlation to not being able to have an abortion and going through with an unwanted pregnancy, and then also low income and poverty. And Mm -hmm. obviously these laws are really going to affect people that are low income and a lot of minority women and people who have uteruses and are forced to carry pregnancies, like whatnot. Because it's kind of, I personally feel like this decision is also just a way to like subvert white supremacy and whatnot. Because getting an abortion, let's say you are in Texas right now and you Mm -hmm. need to get an abortion. it's like, all right, you get your six weeks in one day so they won't take you you then have to find the time to go drive out of town you have to take time off of work if you have other kids you have to have kids wash them it is Mm -hmm. so monetarily expensive and can take so much time which by the way a violation of casey because that's all about like undue burden right whatever Mm -hmm. anyways Mm -hmm. (laughs) anyways (laughs) you know so what are some of these facts how is this correlated you know like give us the info
1: yeah, I mean, so there, you know, there, there's a, there's one really big study called um the Turnaway Study that was specifically looked at, you know, what happens to women when they are not able to access abortions um, that they want, and it's sort of all the things that you would expect to happen, right? So, you know, some women end up staying in really unhealthy and potentially violent relationships. Um, Because having a child with that person, um, you know, yokes them to that person. Right. Right. It's much harder to get away from them. Um, Women who, um, you know, are unable to move themselves out of poverty because now they've got another child um, to care for. Women who are otherwise unable to pursue whatever it is that they wanted um, in their life. And, you know, a piece that doesn't show up anywhere in Justice Alito's opinion is that we live in a country with one of the highest maternal morbidity and mortality rates in the world. That's um crazy. and black women are somewhere around 3 times more likely to right. die um, in childbirth or, or as a cause, as a result of pregnancy. So when you make somebody stay pregnant, you are actually putting their life at risk, totally. right? It is much safer to have a first trimester abortion than it is to carry a pregnancy to term. So that's crazy. You know, it's, yeah. Yeah. So it's not, you know, so this idea, you know, going back to sort of Justice Barrett's point about you can just drop the baby off, you know, at a firehouse sort of suggests that pregnancy is just this, you know, nice little frolic that people engage in for nine months. Um, You can lose your job. (laughs) You can, you know, get kicked out of school and people can say whatever they want to. You know, we obviously have laws that are meant to protect pregnant women and pregnant people. And we know that employers flout those laws all the time. Right. I mean, the people who go in for a job interview and are asked, "Are you, you know?" And I say this because I think about the people who are in the more sort of white collar jobs. um, You know, are you planning to get pregnant anytime soon? Which is a totally illegal question to ask. Right. right? Um, And then imagine if you're, you know, a woman who's a who's a low wage worker. You're a custodian. You're, you know, working behind a counter somewhere. um, And you say to your boss, "Right, I need, you know, I need to take more breaks." or I can't do the overtime that you're asking me to do, they're going to fire you, right? No. Are they allowed to legally to do that? No. Will they do it? A hundred percent. Because you don't have Um, the resources to fight against it. Right. Exactly. And you might not even know that it's illegal for them to treat you that way. Um, So, you know, the idea that making people stay pregnant um, is just a slight sort of bump in the road in their lives um, is deeply offensive. And they know that. I mean, I think part of what I really struggle with a lot here is that these are smart people, right? I mean, these are people who are well-read, who live in the world, and who know all of these realities. And even if they didn't know them before, they know them because they read all the briefs in the case. Um, And so to sort of act like, you know, well, women are totally equal now, so you don't have to be worried about, you know, being pregnant and not being married... And women have all sorts of political power now, so you know if they don't if they don't want abortion to be illegal, they can just vote, right? And then and all of this from the same court that's like treating the Voting Rights Act like it's a joke, Um, you know. I mean, so it's just it's it's like it's like they're they're living in some completely different world um from the rest of us and people will literally die because of it. And I'm not 100%. talking about unsafe abortion. Yeah. I'm just talking about the many ways in which pregnancy itself creates risks for people.
0: Which is such an important thing you bring up and I feel like that's not being super talked about, you yeah. know. I mean, I'm 24 and the concept of having a child fucking terrifies me. You know, yeah. and like I also have <laughs> so many hormonal issues that affect my mental health so drastically mm-hmm. that it's like The concept of having a baby and knowing my body would just be subject to that tiny little Mm -hmm. hormone monster. Yeah. I mean, it's horrifying. You know, like I have no desire to be pregnant because of the fear of how it would affect me, an already living being, right? (laughs) You know? Exactly. So, yeah. I mean, it's wild and terrifying. And a lot of these states already have trigger laws, you know? And so- Literally, the minute this goes in, they're like, "All right, no yeah. more abortion," and it's that's right. Yeah,
1: that's right. I mean, they're they're ready to go, right? So you have the horrifying. states that have trigger laws. You have the states that are, um, you know, going to call a special session over the summer um, to make sure that they can get a ban on the books um, as soon as possible. So probably within what are we in May? So probably you know by the fall, half the country will have banned abortion. At least half the country. Um, will have banned abortion. And so the impact that that has, you know, even beyond what you were saying before about you know, can you take time off of work? Can you get somebody to watch your kids? Can you drive yourself out of state or fly, fly if you have to? right? Whatever it is that you have to do, all of those things have to come together. One, which will often push people later into their pregnancies, which creates nope. greater risk for you. But, you know, we don't really care about women's safety here. So, you know, yeah, yeah, I will not even no, bother. Women are just carriers, you know. So yeah, right. doesn't just matter. Nice vessels. Yeah. You know, even putting all of that aside, even if you can get to another place, think of how overwhelmed... So many clinics are going to end up being right. right when you are normally providing services to you know people in your state and maybe a couple other states around you, but and now you're going to have you know um, people Massive from ten states, yeah. fifteen states um, who are coming to you in order to have abortions. Wait times are going to increase, um, cost will have to increase. It's just going to be it's just going to be bananas. Ugh. <laughs> yeah. There's like yeah.
0: no other response. I'm like, oh.
1: I wonder though, I mean, I guess it's, I don't know if it's fair for me to ask you questions. Yeah, but, yeah, go for it. Um, you know, I mean, at, at 24, yeah. I imagine that there's a level at which you couldn't have imagined that by at this age we would be talking about the end of legalized abortion.
0: No, it's in fucking the United States. It's fucking nuts, you know? It's yeah. like one of those things where you know you hear about it and you've heard about pre-Roe, you know. And it's wow like so easy you know and I even remember before when you had to be over 18 to go get plan B Mm -hmm. because I was a teenager when that was the case and it was like how are we going to get it you know like stuff along the lines of that or like when birth control you used to have to pay for it and insurance didn't cover it you know so I remember going through these stages and now it's at the point where it's like oh my god you know one of these rights that is just something that you have I mean I grew up in Chicago you know and I remember my mom made an offhand comment once like I was like what if I got pregnant she was like we would take care of it you know it was like one of those things where it's like it was very pro-choice we we're very open if you ever need an abortion like we will help you get access to it the fact that is just still having these conversations when we have so much more science we have so much more information to show the detriments of forcing women to carry a child that they know themselves cannot yep. have i mean it's Fucking mind blowing that this is the state that we're in.
1: Yeah, you know. Yeah, and remember, I mean, you know, the some of these statutes, you know, they they're not, they don't have um, exceptions for rape or incest, which is so upset. I'm
0: sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm gonna let you finish, but just. <laughs> Like, I just need everyone just to re-emphasize that. You know, just no exceptions for rape or incest. First of all, a child out of incest is going to be fucked. Second of all, fucking rape. Like, are you fucking kidding me? It's just, it's insane. And it just shows how fucking out of touch men are making these decisions. And women who also go with that. I mean, I'm sorry. Just talk to someone who's been the victim of one of those things. Mm -hmm. Just have a fucking Mm -hmm. conversation and see their opinion and how they feel. And then yep. maybe i will change your mind, you know? Yeah,
1: like, yeah, yeah. It's crazy. I mean, you know, the the answer that you'll often hear, you know, from from anti-choice people, um, is, well, it's not the baby's fault, right? The fact that something um, absolutely horrific happened to you that got you pregnant um, isn't the fault of the fetus, isn't the fault of the of the unborn child, and so why should that entity be punished because of this bad thing that happened to you? Which is just like crazy. Um, Yeah, right? I mean, and and even when you think about, you know, a 12 or 13-year-old, that is not a body that is ready to carry a pregnancy and give birth, right? So you would rather see a 12-year-old girl die um, than allow her to terminate a pregnancy um, in a set of circumstances where she never should have been pregnant in the first instance, right? The trauma to her is somehow, you know, uh, and and the way you're compounding that trauma um, is somehow less worthy of respect and care than you know a a fetus or you know and 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 particularly given that you know ninety plus percent of abortions that take place in this country take place in the first trimester right, right? so these you know these billboards with a you know three month old with Literally, a, you know, they're big like round head, and
0: <laughs> and it's like, I'm looking. three months in womb, and right. it's like, no, you're not.
1: All right, yeah, <laughs> sorry, yeah, exactly, exactly, right? Like, that is not what is going on when somebody is getting an abortion no. in the first trimester of pregnancy. Um, so you know, it, and it's and it's kind of like, um, you know, there's a part of me that feels like the Um, you know, abstinence-only education and um, abstinence-only sex ed and, you know, um, these kinds of ways in which people are really comfortable with maintaining ignorance for their children um, allows them to make some of these ludicrous arguments, right? Um, You know, the idea that a first trimester fetus is like, you know, screaming or- um, Or their fingernail argument. Right. Right. You know, I mean, and 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 even if you believe any or all of those things, you know, there's there's this philosopher at, at, at Georgetown who I love. And her name is Maggie Little. Um, and one of the concepts that she talks about is fetal geography. Mm-hmm. And that's the thing that so many of these folks pay no attention to. Fetuses don't flo- float out in the air. They are inside of someone's body. And so, you know, whatever conversation that you want to have about the rights of a fetus, you cannot have that conversation without recognizing that you are forcing somebody to, however you want to think about it, you know, save the life of this fetus, to take responsibility for this fetus, to sacrifice themselves um, on behalf of this fetus. And so, you know, when you read an opinion like Justice Alito's opinion, which is, you know, just sort of blithely ignores the realities of pregnancy, the realities of the world that we live in, and treats women and the bodies of other pregnant people as something that the you know the state can just conscript um, because of its interest in potential life. Um, it says a lot about the ways in which women, in particular, continue to not be valued yeah. in this country.
0: Hundred percent. It's. Just so upsetting.
1: <laughs> it is. It's very upsetting. It's very you know. upsetting. And my hope is that there's a, a degree to which this will be galvanizing for a yeah. lot of people. Um, because to be perfectly frank, there are plenty of places in this country where abortion access has been really difficult for many years. Totally. Um, but you know, the people who were really seeing that are, you know, women in rural communities, poor women, um, you know, folks who are, you know, the most vulnerable, the vulnerable in lots of ways. And so now we have this moment where, you know, women in lots of other parts of the country are saying, oh, wait a minute. Like maybe it's not just Mississippi, right? <laughs> maybe it's not just Kentucky, right? Exactly. Like this is coming for me too, um, and so potentially this is a moment where we get people, you know, really fired up and really angry and feeling this real sense of, you know, righteous indignation about what the, you know, this this group of people um, in Washington who none of us got to vote on, no. um, making these decisions that have huge impact on how women get to live their lives Mm -hmm. and they don't seem to care
0: no matter what your opinion is it's your opinion it's up Mm -hmm. to you what you want to do with your body which should not be a fucking crazy concept you know right like it's especially under the constitution if we're gonna go back to the constitution where it's all about personal privacy Mm -hmm. which Roe is like more or less founded on Yep. You know, so for all these people that are fucking concerned about like the NSA tapping into their phones, like government right. overstepping and shit like that, well, right. counter argument:
1: force for- forcing vaccines, yeah. making me wear a mask. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like absolutely crazy. Well, so crazy. so so let me give um maybe a, a little bit of sunshine here. Please, for the love um, of God, please. It's very very little. Yeah, it's very right. little bit. Okay. Um, which is that the ways in which I mean it's always been the case that there are ways to um self manage an abortion. Right. Right? Um, And there are very dangerous ways to do that, and there are much safer ways um, to do that. So, you know, one thing that also existed in our past when there were not, when there wasn't wide access to legal abortion um, was women who would teach other women how to do abortion procedures, right? I mean, lay people, because frankly, abortion isn't necessarily that difficult, right? If you have the right tools and if you have the right training. Um, so I am I am imagining that we're actually going to see a lot more um, self-managed abortion, and that can be done safely. Um, and then we also live in a world of medication abortion. Right. Um, and states are going to work really hard to go after that, right? They're going to say it's illegal to buy the pills, it's illegal to sell the pills, it's illegal to take the pills. If you um, show up at the hospital and a physician thinks that you tried to self-manage an abortion, you know, call the police, right? I mean, right. all of those things um, are going to happen, but boy, is it going to be hard for them to control that, right? right? The world is just so different than what it was in the 60s or, or the early 70s. So um, I think there are a lot of women who are still going to be able to have access to safe abortion, even if it's not legal abortion. So that's that's a little bit of a good thing.
0: Yeah, it's um, just going to be undercover. Said,
1: Exactly. We are living in what can only be described as an extraordinary time. And so we'll see what happens. Right. I mean, and, and the, you know, the other thing that I really want to stress as people are thinking about these issues, no matter what you think about abortion, a world in which our Supreme court is getting all giddy about taking rights away from people should concern all of us, and particularly mm-hmm. if they are doing it on the basis that was being articulated, that is being articulated um, by Justice Alito, right? Um, they're not rights that are firmly rooted in the nation's history and tradition, Which right? I mean, our history and tradition yeah. is about marginalizing and um, inequality yeah. and violence and all Clearly. sorts of things. Yeah, so that's that's really troubling. If it's not enumerated in the Constitution, um, you know, the internet didn't exist when the Constitution was written. So does that mean we can't regulate the internet at all because they couldn't have thought about the internet, right? I mean, that's just foolishness um, to even think that way. You know, um, public, but, you know, like
0: public uh, plumbing. Really isn't that time, yeah. Sorry, you're gonna exactly. all gonna have to start shitting in buckets again.
1: All right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we, we can't we can't control this sorry. Kind of thing. You know, yeah. Your taxes go yeah. to
0: that, so mine as well. Everyone, get yeah. your buckets ready if we're going by yeah. this logic.
1: Yeah, I mean, so you know, we'll see what happens and. You know, there have been so many conversations about the Supreme Court in the last few years. I think that there are um, a lot of people who probably um, didn't know as much about the Supreme Court three or four years ago as Mm -hmm. they do now. And so, you know, I guess there's some value in that. Right. Um, But you know, are, are we going to expand the court? Are there going to be term limits, right? I mean, what are the ways in which potentially this, this branch, right? Because executive branch, we get to control who ends up as the president. Legislative branch, we get to control who ends up in the legislature. Supreme Court, right? The judicial branch is just, you know, a bunch of folks who yeah. rise in the ranks or a bunch of folks who've been identified by the Federalist Society you know 10 years ago and and ha- they've been sort of moving them towards That's, you know a, right. a Supreme Court position for years and years so if this is this is a moment that allows us to really rethink that the way in which the Supreme Court is is organized that could be valuable too and speaking of the constitution Constitution doesn't say anything about there being only nine justices. Yep. Constitution doesn't say you get to sit for the rest of your life, right? So huh. um, you know, there definitely Alito, changes have to be made okay. there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so
0: where do we go from here? You know, for so many women this feels like it's It just feels like you're stuck living in a shitty world and it feels like you, it feels so hard
1: to know what to do next,
0: you know? So what do we do? Where do we go?
1: Yeah. Yeah well i mean the first thing is i think it's really important for all of us to not let despair lead to inaction mm-hmm. that's the first thing right like this we we cannot accept that this is just the way things are going to be now right. um and just and just watch this happen this is our country too um and we we should take responsibility for it so that's the first thing um the second thing is to remember that there are people and organizations Who have been in this fight for decades. Mm -hmm. Um, So, you know, we we don't need to create a bunch of new organizations. Like, if you wanna volunteer somewhere or you wanna give money somewhere, you know, track down your local abortion fund. Um, You know, go be an escort at your local clinic, because frankly, I think that we're gonna see a lot more protests and potentially violence, right, Mm -hmm. Um, after this opinion comes out um, in June. So, you know, think about how you can protect the abortion providers. Um, in your in your community, um, think about your level or lack thereof of political engagement. Mm-hmm. So much of what happens in the next few years is going to have to happen on a local and state level. Something that's worth thinking about as well, right? How do you use whatever it is that that you have in order to be able to move the needle here? Um, and you know, I there there are lots of concerns about the whole well you have to just get out and vote that's what's going to make the difference because as I said earlier in, the, in our conversation right this Supreme Court has has also been um, endorsing all sorts of voter suppression yep. um, statutes <laughs> yeah. um, across the country so just saying to people go out and vote um, is, is probably not enough but um, but voting does matter local elections matter. Um, don't just vote every four years when there's a presidential election, pay attention to the midterms and everything yep. that's going Mid-term on. Midterm year. Um, it's a big year guys. Yep. Exactly. Massive year. You know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, pay attention to those things. Um, and, and don't be, don't be silent. I mean, I think another, another piece of the puzzle here, um, is because there is so much stigma around abortion There are plenty of people out there who are so appalled by the idea of anybody having an abortion who love someone deeply who's had an abortion and they just don't know. And so, you know, I think that there's real power. You know, I do abortion work. I also do a lot of assisted reproduction work. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are both spaces where there's a lot of shame and stigma around, you know, infertility or around being somebody um, who terminates a pregnancy. And that is something that we need to break down. Um, And I know that it's hard. um, But if you are willing and if you are, are, are brave enough to do it, you know, being that person who says, I mean, we've seen a few different. Um, You know, women in Congress who have started talking about their abortion stories. We saw um, Letitia James um, from New York at the rally the other day. She talked about her abortion story. Those things matter. One in three women in this country will have an abortion in their lifetimes. This is not a rare thing. Um, And most of those women, when they have an abortion, they will already have children at home. Most women who have abortions in this country are already parents.
0: Moral of the story, trust women to make their own decision. Yes. If you would like to make a decision about your body and the concept of someone regulating you seems absurd to you, this applies mm-hmm. just the same.
1: There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly.
0: Uh, well. Yeah. Yeah. Any final words of wisdom or anything else you would like to touch on?
1: You know, I just want to really reinforce the hypocrisy of what we're seeing here. You know, I already talked about the fact that we have this ridiculous mor- mortality and morbidity rate for pregnant women in this country. We have an extremely high infant mortality rate in this country. We have um, a very weak um, social safety net. Yep. Um, everybody doesn't have access to health care. I mean, just on and on and on and on. And so the idea that, you know these folks are putting so much energy into banning abortion while all of this other stuff, and quite frankly, A lot of this other stuff, if you were paying attention to it, would potentially have an impact on abortion rates. Yeah. Right? Uh Uh-huh. But we don't want to do all that work. We just want to ban abortion um, and make people stay stay pregnant who don't want to be pregnant. So I think, you know, calling out that hypocrisy is just so critical. Right. And so every state that, you know, whenever in June or whenever their you know, trigger laws go into effect and these legislators are, you know, standing on the courthouse steps, patting themselves on the back. You know, I want people standing there with signs that say this is the maternal mortality rate in our country. This is how many kids go to bed hungry every night in this jurisdiction. This is how many kids don't have access to health care. Right. I mean, don't tell me how much you care about babies. Yeah when you are willing to watch all of this pain and do nothing about it. Yeah, absolutely.
0: You know, and once again, tied into so many other social services and whatnot. So if you hate paying taxes for people to be able to communityally, you know, get the social services they need, (laughs) well then maybe you should support the access to abortion because then there's potential less mouths to feed, less people under the poverty line to take care of because having a fucking child is so expensive. I am 24 and I still suck the life dry of my mother. Okay. (laughs) You know, like, and I'm an only child and like, she's thankful for that, you know? Right. So
1: Kim, yeah. Yeah.
0: You know, Kim, it has been so great to have you on this podcast. Thank you you. so much for talking with us, even though it's once again, I don't think I've ever talked about something on this podcast that's been fun, but (laughs) it's all, it's all educational. You know, yes, it's all educational, very important for people to know. And, you know, it's my time to get to have a beer, like sit and have a cool conversation, you you know, (laughs) but anyways, thank you so much for being here. really appreciate it. And
1: absolutely. Yeah.
0: Everyone keep fighting. Don't let this be the case, you know, provide support to your community, to people around you, because this is really going to be community action type of thing.
1: Yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. And pay attention to the dominoes. Yeah. Right. Because it starts here and then it's contraception and then it's, you know, them telling you what you can do with your embryos that you froze after IVF and, you know, so pay attention. Absolutely.
0: So thank you so much for listening, everyone. I'm your host, Emily Gross, and we will be back next week with another episode of Bureaucracy.